Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second week of our three-week intro into some of the relevant literature around using droperidol for agitation in the emergency department. You know, last week we looked at an Australian study uh, where they administered very large doses of droperidol to patients and found that there were no significant events in that study in terms of uh, torsades, and that there was also a very low rate of QT prolongation that wasn't otherwise explained. This week, we're going to be looking into another paper that looks at the use of droperidol for agitated patients and is comparing it to droperidol plus midazolam or olanzapine. To lead us off in this discussion, we're going to be guided by Dr. Sean Hassani, who's a third-year resident here at University of Cincinnati. My name's Sean. I'm one of the third-year residents at University of Cincinnati. I'm covering a paper by Taylor et al. who looked into several medications for agitations in the emergency department. So this was a randomized controlled double-blinded triple dummy clinical trial taking place in Australia. They followed patients in two emergency departments um, that had a 24-hour psychiatric service. So essentially patients aged 18 through 65 year olds that needed IV medications for acute agitation that was determined by the attending physician were enrolled in this trial. Anyone who was previously enrolled had a known contraindication or hypersensitivity to the medication, had a reversible cause of their agitation, such as hypotension, hypoxemia, or hypoglycemia, were in alcohol withdrawal, or were pregnant, were not included. What they did is that they compared a dual agitation medication with Versed and Draperidol versus Draperidol alone versus Zyprexa. This was all IV medications. For the doses, they used 5 milligrams of Versed and 5 milligrams of Draperidol for the combination arm. They used 10 milligrams of Draperidol for the Draperidol arm, and they used 10 milligrams of Zyprexa for the Zyprexa arm. Any additional medication that were needed, they either gave 5 milligrams of Versed for the Versed Draperidol, Draperidol arm, 5 milligrams of of droperidol for the droperidol arm, and then five milligrams of Zyprexa for the Zyprexa arm. So essentially what they did was a uh, called a triple dummy technique, where one syringe had the medication they would like to administer, and the two other syringes they used were placebos. And they actually used a placebo with a mineral oil to counter effect the Zyprexa, as it is a yellow-green color when it comes in the vial. It is important to note, as we were discussing earlier, that the medications they used were the first doses. So, for example, if a patient came in agitated, they got 5 milligrams of Versed and 5 milligrams of Draperidol. If they needed further medication control for their agitation, they would receive 5 milligrams of Versed five five minutes after that medication. And if they still needed medication for their agitation, they would receive an additional 5 milligrams of Versed to help with their agitation. If that was not settled after the second dose, then the study became unblinded for the physician, and he could choose whatever medication he need, he or she needed for patient safety. What they were looking at was a primary outpoint of proportion of patients adequately sedated within 10 minutes of the first dose and their definition of adequate was used by a scale that was performed by a seasoned eating charge nurse. It ranked 0 to 5 
For adequate, it was less than or equal to two, defined as mildly aroused and willing to talk reasonably. Their secondary endpoints included time to adequate sedation, the need for resedation either within 60 minutes of the initial dose or greater than 60 minutes from the time of sedation until they were discharged from the emergency department. They also looked at medication failure, if the physician needed to unblind the study and give a additional medication, QTC prolongation, and any adverse events. They enrolled a total of 424 patients, and a total of 361 were ultimately randomized. They had approximately 110 to 120 in each arm. The patients that they chose seemed to be categorized well based on age or their presenting factor bringing them into the emergency department, with a large majority of these patients being psychiatric patients. What they found is that the versed droperidol group seemed to be more effective than either the droperidol group alone or the Zyprexa group alone. And this was measured by the difference in proportions to adequate sedation. Um, respectively, it was 25% for the droperidol group and 25.4% for the Zyprexa group. They had a shorter duration to adequate sedation by about six minutes compared to the droperidol and Zyprexa group, respectively, and this was calculated by a median time. They needed fewer additional doses. There is no statistical difference in adverse events, and there is no statistical difference in the length of stay. Although it should be noted that it seems that the droperidol group did have a relatively shorter length of stay, about 9.1 hours, compared to 11 hours for the Versed droperidol group, and about 11 hours for the Zyprexa group. But again, with their analysis, there is no statistical difference between those arms. What they found is that the proportion of patients sedated with the first dose of the medication was greater for the Versed and Droperidol group. As a percentage, it was about 55.9% of patients were adequately sedated at that first dose and it seemed to have a better effect up until about 15 to 30 minutes. This is compared to 24% for the droperidol arm and about 29% for the Zyprexa arm. At about the 60-minute arm, it seems that the majority of patients, uh, greater than 90% in all arms, were adequately sedated. As far as the additional doses required, the versedroperidol arm had fewer medic the versedroperidol arm needed fewer additional doses to reach their adequate sedation with only a select amount of patients needing more than two doses whereas the droperidol and zyprexa arm needed more frequent redosing to achieve sedation as far as the adverse events while there seems to be a slightly increased adverse event for airway obstruction in the Versed droperidol arm compared to the droperidol and Zyprexa arms, this was not statistically significant. Additionally, there did not seem to be any statistically significant prolonged QTC intervals taken in either the droperidol or the Zyprexa arm compared to the Versed droperidol arm.
there were a few limitations that the authors noted in this study. The versedroperidol arm had slightly less urgent triage numbers. They had a slightly more history of mental illness, and there is a slight increase in disposition to the psychiatric ward, although they do not feel that this was contributory to their results. They did note that the sedation scale used was conducted by a charged ED nurse, so there may be some subjectivity to that actual scale. While they tried to capture as many EKGs as they could, they did not have baseline EKGs for the majority of the patients, and they were only able to collect EKGs on about half of the patients involved in this study, and this was after adequate sedation was obtained and it was not dose-dependent. They assumed that the potencies of the drugs to be the same, although they cannot confirm this. And this was taken in one institution, so there's no external validity to the study. In the discussion, the authors discuss that it seems that the combination of Versed and Droperidol seems to be more effective than either the Droperidol alone or the Zyprexa alone, although they do note that they use IV medications as opposed to the more frequently used IM medications used in the United States and other parts of the world, such as Asia. They may have a different patient population as they were able to obtain IV access and rule out several causes of acute agitation, whereas we do not see that in the United States. And they also discuss the doses of medications used. They are using higher doses than we are used to in the United States for the droperidol with up to 20 milligrams in about a 10-minute mark without any adverse effects that they were noting that were noticeable in their analysis. Again, they were given this through an IV route as they could see the rapid effect of the medication where they were concerned about the absorption through the IM route. Overall, the study shows three different arms that could be used for the agitated patient in the emergency department. While it is not necessarily feasible in the United States, as we do not often have the luxury of obtaining IV access in our acutely agitated patient, it does show that the combination medication seems to work quicker. And it also shows that the higher doses of droperidol and the Zyprexa that they were giving through an IV appears to be safe, so they can be alternative medications that we can consider. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for another week in this Taming the Shrew podcast, where we're looking into the literature surrounding the use of droperidol for acutely agitated patients in the emergency department. We'll have one more recap next week, where Dr. Polvino will recap what's known as the DORM study. Hope to see you then. Take care.